0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 212 Podcast. Our guest this week is a Grammy Award winning producer. He is the alternative Britpop prince, having worked with the likes of Radiohead, Blur and Placebo. He recorded and produced songs across multiple genres, uh, most recently in South America, where he has delved into the cabins of the Latin Jamboree. We welcome Phil Vinal, or where he is now, Vinal. How are you and where are you today, Phil?
1: Hi. Um, well, I'm in dear old Mexico City. It's raining, uh, continuous thunder, and um, yes, it, and and uh, yes, it's just yes at the moment. It's, it's got it's got English re- uh, English rain all over the place, and that's not I, what
0: you signed up for. You signed up for warm I, weather when you went over
1: there. Well, well, climate change came along. Obviously, something happened. Yeah, it was it was sunnier. You know, there, there was less less earthquakes. There was there, <laughs> but um, yes, for my sins, it's kind of. Uh, it's, it's it has these kind of little rainy seasons and it, and uh yes it gets a little bit uh, gets a little yeah, bit yeah you crazy. did have
0: a mad a mad earthquake uh, the other day didn't you
1: yeah it was a 7.1 it was um horizontal it wasn't it wasn't oscillatory it wasn't the two parts when you get the two parts together that's when you know you you rub your belly and slap your head when you get those two then basically you you, you run to the hills but uh, <laughs> it was okay but but how yes, quick they, can you run um Well, put this way, you know, suddenly I I do find some speed. Uh, (laughs) Especially uh, when there's an earthquake. Oh, I'm out that door quicker than it's like women and children. Sorry, you know, I'm out first, and then. Uh, you know, but you're uh, in
0: Mexico. You're in Mexico now. But people uh, listening will be able to hear quite clearly uh, both of us with a weird uh, accent. But also yeah. that we're both from the UK. Where are you? Where did you grow up, Phil? Originally, when when where did it all start for you? And and what was it like growing up in a scene that you eventually came into? I guess um, you know music. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, uh, the the time I started off, it was like four. Uh, I remember going to a friend's house who had a, like a four track, and uh, I realised then they had a couple of little, little studios, and I thought, wow, I really like this. You know, they had this idea of bouncing stuff, so I fell in love with tape machines and stuff like that. And of course, uh, as I realised, you know, gradually that you know um, academia was never going to be for me because a, a, a total failure. You know, I, I just drifted towards music. So I started out working in which is now uh, Soho which would be Chinatown in a basement studio in uh, it's called Gooseberry Studios and it did it did all reggae and uh, our friends electric as well was done there but it was you know basically uh, you know a hole in the ground but it was training and you know if you wanted to do studios you had to go through this kind of Sort of like, uh, you know, sort of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You had to go through, you had to do your boot camp part, which I, I did find incredibly, it's uh, like, uh, for me, I didn't realize how tough it was. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of got experience and, and that, that's where I started. And bit by bit, you know, like uh, like any stage, you just gradually sort of, you know, find out what other studios are doing. So, And it was at a time when, Studios, big studios were around, so you did have a chance to get into working for these studios. And new, numerous amounts of uh, of letters and, and refusals, you know, tons and tons of that. And then I ended up sort of like working in a place called the Townhouse Studios, which was around the beginning of the 80s, and that was the that was the flagship. That was the that was the one that had all the big bands. So you had bands like Queen, XDC, Peter Gabriel. They all went to this studio because it was the place. So from that point, it was it was fantastic, but the hours were tort- uh, torturous. I mean, you know, you, you would be working forty eight hours without a break. You really would. It, it's kind of it is boot camp stuff, and obviously now uh, those studios have all disappeared. They've all turned into real estate, as, as most things in London seem to be doing. But that was probably probably the golden years, actually, around that period where, you know, there was a hu- huge abundant supply of studios and you had to go to them to make your records. Obviously, nowadays, the story is different. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the actual sort of, um, you know, places like, uh, what was it, Rockfield Studios, which is still going, uh, God bless. And there were so many studios that we used to work at that, help, that I actually helped build. And they've all disappeared. They're all gone. That's it. You know, you go back. And it's like a ghost town. It's like you know, very different. Very, very. But you very do different.
0: sound. You do sound like when you're talking about it. You sound like it's uh, a. I mean, it's like a boxer who has to wait to get to the good gyms. You have to get into the real, uh, the grungy ones. But they're the ones that they always talk about fondly.
1: Yes, I mean, you know, the, the point is that not all hits were were done out of the out of the big boys. I mean, you go to the big boy studios when you think you've bands have a kind of a badge of honour, as if they had to do a bit of you know, like uh, stretching Vietnam, you know, you. oh, I went to that studio. <laughs> For example, The Abbey Road is is the classic example. It's like people go, oh, I went to Abbey Road. Now, I mean, the thing is, you can't necessarily guarantee that you get more hits out of Abbey Road other or, 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 or a kid in or sort of, um, you know, I don't know, Basingstoke. You know, it's like, but it's that little badge of honour to sort of say, well, you know, that, that's the, uh, you, you kind of aspire to those studios. And, and, uh, and it's nice that you've still got a few of those around obviously no I mean you know there is a kind of a a rite of passage in some ways but you know I've always been for example in Mexico if I can jump to that where we have a studio that we built but it was built more out of frustration because every time I went to someone else's studio there was always something that wasn't quite right You know, it was too far away. The monitors didn't do that. The vibe of the studio was right. So after uh, years and years of compiling what I thought would be a a place uh, to to, to work in where you feel comfortable, you don't feel like... Because some studios are technically brilliant, but it's like going into a bloody dentist. And it's like, you know, the the whole thing is clinically, um, sonically. Everything is right. The gear is fantastic. And you don't want to be there.
0: And it's not I mean, it's not Willy Wonka, it's yes, not Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory.
1: Yeah, well, you know that's the thing, and of course there's, there's big money studios, people with money and more, more money, more money than sense build these kind of what uh, you know they do it they do it the right way. I mean, acoustically they do it right because it's been designed to do that. But thinking, but you have to get the vibe right. So you know we we kind of worked on that, and then that's how how. I kind of got myself placed in Mexico and you know, sort of sitting here talking to you in a little kind of multi-complex studio that it's got a nice vibe to it. You know, it's not, it's not corporate. It's, it, you know, it's, 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 uh, it maintains, it maintains, maintains, it's kind of, it may, it feels like you're in a house, but a very nice house.
0: Every, you know? Everything you're saying, everything you're you kind of saying sounds like you, like you knew that, you know, producing was for you from a young age.
1: Well, obviously it took me a long time to realize you know i mean obviously as we all know you know you 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 you're only going to sort of like know by your biggest mistakes where you want to go but bit by bit yes i mean you know it's sort of that confidence grows it's it's something that you know you know after after that amount of time you go ah uh, okay so you 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 do sort of like the roadmap sort of unravels itself and and, and sometimes it's a bit like Boy, I've never been here. Oh, I, you, you, you end up uh, realizing what others, what it took other studios um, when you went there. Going, oh, I realize now what you actually had to go through. So you kind of also feel a little bit of empathy for the ones that didn't work and the ones that do. Well, you know, as I say, there are a few dinosaur studios around. They are still. You know, people still like to go to these places as a, as a kind of, um, you know, the, the, as I say, the Abbey Road experience. It's like, OK, I want to record my vocal at Abbey Road. There you go. It's the experience, you know, so I think... Tick off the list. Yes, absolutely. Yes, the old bucket list. Yes, definitely. But, you know, I'm sort of... So for my sins, I mean, you know, I, I think, thinking, you know, oh God, that's a studio, I mean, it, 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 it's a bit like sort of saying, you know, why don't you... Uh, uh, have you heard of the the titanic you know it's it's kind of it's 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 straight out of that kind of thing it's like studios don't i mean per se if they're supposed to make money no one everyone realizes they don't they're just a labor of love where you spend a lot of time and it's a place where you are able to sort of i don't know it doesn't say so incubate that sounds more far more medical uh, but to uh, you have time to sort of like work with artists and build them up without the corporate nonsense you, know? you
0: sound like a naturally it sounds like a natural you're naturally inquisitive so like you know you're talking about going to the different areas i mean would have yeah. would phil <laughs> phil vinyl when he was younger phil he would end up in mexico
1: no, no, that you know that, that's it. You know how how would you? I mean, it's, life takes this takes it takes you on a, on a journey, and then suddenly you do a you suddenly you realize you're there, and it's like oh that's interesting. And I did that, uh, and, 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 and out of nothing more than I had a couple of weeks in London. where I'm, well, I'm not I'm not doing much, and then I'm and still when CDs in the in the still in the nineties when people would send CDs through not on the internet. And I listened to this band. I thought, well, actually, I kind of like the melodies. It's like they're from Mexico. Oh, that was interesting. So I kind of I was charmed by the melodies, and that started me on the the, the kind of the um, on the path where they came over, and we started to we started to work. And then I came to Mexico to to, to do some more records with them, and that blossomed um but at the time uh, from a political standpoint mexico was basically it was 75 years of uh dictatorial uh, democracy so not much music was allowed uh, a lot of music was coming in a lot not a lot of music was going out it was kind of very uh regulated so we i was in the first first batch of people that uh the, the, the freedoms suddenly changed the government changed and uh, I was able, I was, I was fortunate to sort of like be probably in the right time at the right place, to uh, to sort of as um, I sort of say exploit all the band, to exploit the a different part of, of music which had never really been done before. There's a bit of a glass ceiling. I don't talk badly of Mexico, but sometimes it's a it's a bit patriarchal. There's a bit of a glass ceiling. I'm um, sort of like. That bit I don't like. I think it's still here, but we kind of we, we've even made that change in the studio. It's like you know what, less of, less of the, the bloke joke kind of thing. So, bit by bit, this this, this country evolved, and now I mean you know we've had um, uh, labels like uh, Domino Lawrence has come over, has come to the studio and Fiction, and and they go, wow wow we're selling more we're selling more records of our band here in Mexico than we are in Europe, and it's like yep something happened. They are really great lovers of music, you know, and they really do absorb uh, everything. First of all, bands are very scared because, you know, you have the stereotypical kind in Mexico and, and uh, you know, uh, what is his name, uh, the, you know, the, the, the whole drug scenario and all that. But, you know, you can paint anything bad. Uh, at the end a lot of these bands go well it's fantastic we come over here we get great shows we're really well received so it's suddenly blossomed i think there's in spotify it's now the second biggest um purchasing bit of spotify not that i not that i have any great love for spotify but
0: there must be a, there's always a love uh hate in the uh yeah, in the in the music industry for it.
1: Yes, I mean does promote, but it's, it's you know it's it's a bit like it's nice that the people rec- recognize that Mexico's on the map. You know, it's not sort of just, you know, it's not just mariachi music. So it's kind of on recognition- one
0: on one hand shaking your hand, yeah. on the other it's stabbing you in the back.
1: Yes, yes. But I mean, no, it's, it's you know, the, so that's, that's part of the story. And of course, you know, uh, a little bit of lady luck. In your introduction, you did say Blur. Well, there was a connection with Blur, more in relation to Elastica, because I was working with Elastica. And there were, shall we say, very close uh, ties between Elastica and a certain person in Blur. So that's that's more more the story, because obviously the, during that, what they described as the, the Britpop period, where media probably had a great field day and people did, you know, jumped on bandwagons. Um, you know, same as the punk era, it's like, you know, suddenly the Stranglers weren't a, a punk band, but, you know, with a, a few sort of like, with a bit of attitude, they suddenly became a, a part of the punk scene. I think there's a lot of that. And going back to the Britpop thing similar, because, you know, everyone was doing their, doing their thing. And the media had this nice way of going. Let's just package this all up in one nice big, you know, package to sell. But you know, it was still a great time. I mean, you know, this the. Uh, you know-
0: well, I did want to touch upon that as well. I mean, that that I mean, there's some. If you actually do look through your repertoire regardless of involvement or whatever you did yeah you did work across so many like amazing artists I mean you mentioned Elastica there as well but yeah. I mean you, you as I said like Placebo Radiohead are still like huge regardless of what impact you had on on any of those it's it, it it's still they're still massive artists and it was a it was a genre defining period as well so I mean what what albums did you work on and 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 how was it to work with some of those bands
1: well, I mean, again, I, I was a bit part, you know, the, the 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 jobbing actor on some of that. For example, only with Radiohead, um, my connection through that was very, very weird. I mean, I worked with a guy called Luke Haynes from the auteurs, um, and you know, he's just uh, you know, he's just he's a very good songwriter, um, misanthropic but very amusing, and we worked on some very very little records. It probably you know, it was like a released about a thousand and we did we we started working on uh, things like bard and meinhoff and people thought well this is this is a crazy little record and we love it now it didn't it wasn't it 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 wasn't a pop record but it kind of opened me up to other bands that going oh you know phil can do you mind working on this record and then one was placebo and then this okay was so started coming from working on a budget of like probably 500 pounds to working on a band that the next record is number four in the charts, and Radiohead were no exception. Radiohead were described, and again, people have very short memories. At one point, when they were first signed up, they were sounded like a U2 sounder-like dwarf band. That's how they were described. Ninth on the ninth on the bill at Reading, and of course, when Creep came along and changed it, but it didn't change it for the Brits. The Brits were still sort of like, ah, we can forget about that. No, the the U, it was the US that actually found them. The Brits were kind of a bit slow on the up, uptake on that one. And I just kind of liked the band. And I knew, I knew because I was working in Oxford, I just, oh, you know, let's they let, said, do you mind doing a, a few songs? And that's how it started. Now, in between time, lots of other things happened. And, you know, the uh, people started to realize, uh, for example, with Pulp, the same thing. I'm jumping like a... A little Mexican bean here, but for, for example, I went to Pulp when I when I was listening to Pulp. There was like two men, one man and his dog, at uh, the mean fiddler. I'm thinking, oh, I really like this band, and it's like no one turned up, no one was interested in Pulp. It was it was only because something came along, but probably Jeff Travis, who had the right industry to make uh, to to, to propel it, heard the same thing. So I worked as a bit part player in between those moments um i would love to have done more i mean by all means but by when suddenly when things start changing and i'm I'm not sort of saying in a in a a grumpy old way but when when people realize actually this band's quite good actually yes i think i like to work with them and of course suddenly you get a lot of other people and you know equally very good engineer producers coming along and showing interest um did it surprise
0: did it surprise you that um that some of these bands weren't getting the recognition. Like, did you see the how good someone like Radiohead could be?
1: You know, but yes, there was something there. It's like, yeah, yeah, there was just that little tinge. I can't, you, you can't put it. I can't, put, I can't give you a, a definite going. Oh, do you know this thing I really like about this? And that's what you can hang on to. That little, that little grain of of hope going. Yeah, but I really like them. I don't know what everyone else is going on about. You know, I kind of get it. It's all right. So, um, and. You know, I think that that's probably the same way with pulp. With, with placebo, it was more like I was a, a jobbing actor. I, I describe it as that because they went and did they went and did their record with a big named uh, producer who I cannot rem- uh, remember, and they spent a lot of money and they played me this, and I said, "We want this to be the single," and we've just done this, and it was all nicely you know, packaged, and it was all everything was sonically correct, but it had no, it had no, it had no uh, engine. And then I said, "Well." let's... Let me have a listen to what you've done. Well, we've recorded this song many times before. And the one that I was most inspired by when they played me Nancy Boy was the John Peel session. And they did it in three hours. I said, you need to go there. You need to bottle it up in about three hours. That's it. That's your energy. Now, was it the best sonically sounding record? No. Did a little, you know, all the things, there was many things that you could say were wrong. But I just said, one day in the studio, record, I want the live performance, that's it. And all I did was basically copy the BBC session. There was no, you know, it wasn't that, you know, what, what was your input? It's like, well, maybe, you know, push the push the bass drum up, minor points. But it was like, you wanted to you wanted that kind of a, you wanted to bottle it. And the so John Pills' session was actually my, was my reference point. So, you know, in terms of production, not really. I just... I I mean, how much of an
0: impact did John Peel have as well? I mean, mean, you can talk about it
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing. You know, it was kind of, I think bands were psyched up to go in there. And also, slightly uh, the the days of, 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 of old, not to sort of say the good old days, it's like you go into the studio, you set up, you play your songs, three hours, you're out. That's it. Yeah, were, there, can... were, there, were
0: there any bands that were coming up then, like, I mean, you said, you know, you talk about the uh, the Placebo, the Radioheads, Pulp, mm-hmm. and, you know, even mm-hmm. Elastica. I mean, Connection was yeah. a great, a great song, mm-hmm. but I mean, they never really, Elastica didn't get to the heights of a Radiohead or a Blur. Was there any mm-hmm. artists that were coming up that you thought, oh, Christ, I thought they would be bigger?
1: Ah, uh, that they actually it was, it was, pro- OK, yes, there was a band called Deus from Belgium that I loved. And of course, when you're in the UK, everything Brit is fantastic, and everything foreign is rubbish. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being a little characterised in the poor old Britain, so. <laughs> what, what, what Probably what, said, what yeah. This foreign muck called ABBA. I mean, I actually know the AR and r man who, did, who turned them down as well, and that's funny, and it's like, you know, he had the option. in terms of, And but bands like Deus, fantastic band from Belgium. Soulwax, fantastic. You know, but Deus was, was a band, that I think, wow. And they are big in their own country, Okay. They just didn't quite cross over. So, the, you know, there, there, there have been, um, you know, and obviously, you know, it's just, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm just trying to remember, it was Dias. Um, specifically, that one comes to mind. And like, they were a brilliant, brilliant band. I mean, you know, absolutely brilliant. But um, again, sometimes the Brits are a bit sort of like uh, reticent to acknowledge that actually this is quite good. I'm thinking, So, so we, brilliant. so
0: the, so the snobby title really is yep. is accurate. Now
1: it's there. You know, I, I think it's got. It's less now. The world is flatter. We live on a. You know, uh, we live in a, in a in a more sort of like a. Well, I hate the bloody word. The global hemisphere, where you know, it's like it's uh, it's, it's, people. Yes, the snobby, the nation is still there to some degree. Probably, um,
0: probably don't want to um, use uh, flat and, and world in the in the, in the same yeah. sentence too often. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: got a bit of yeah,
0: you to a snippet uh, in the paper. Yes,
1: exactly. Okay, right. Yeah. Did you think someone like Elastica? I mean, Elastica connection was such a good. Well. You knew there was something magical there. There was there was there was a a kind. um, There was also the. I'm going to delve a little further. You know, um, the these people like going to venues and gigs and parties. So there was a bit of a. It wasn't just a one dimensional studio moment. You know, there was a whole scene where people would go, and I think sometimes, again, maybe it's, it's the rock and roll lifestyle. I think that that suddenly overtook the 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 actual music. That's what I think, and I probably knew on the second record, where when you've got like ten producers on the same record, that you're you're kind of uh, not in a good position. You know, it, it lost it lost its focus. I'm not blaming any other any producers. I think they all had they all met, they all did something, and I realised that, that 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 record was going to bomb. And it's a horrible thing to say. Even they did. And it's like, you know, but they'd gone so far down the. <coughs> they spent so much. <coughs> pardon me. They spent so much money on making the record, they were committed to it. And it was kind of, you couldn't get it out of the nosedive. So, in a way, yes, I realized that, you know, it wasn't going to make it. The patient wasn't going to make it. On the first record, it was fantastic, you know, but it exploded. Geffen came along signed them up you know here's all the money blah 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 you know you do you get to, you get kind of um seduced by the by that side of it and i think the it,
0: shiny the shiny lights
1: yes yeah. i think it, you know it was just you know too yes it was just too much for some people you know it did have, and i think
0: that i think that's a fair comment as well i mean it, you'd look at some people who have i mean there's, there's it's two sides, isn't it? It's, it's kind of like you have a hit record. Where do you go from from there? And then there's the other component of like, what, do you still have the uh, have it in you to create another hit record? And then there's the other component: can you sustain it without getting dragged into what can be uh, a showbiz lifestyle?
1: Oh yeah, and, it, and it's, it's there. It's documented. It's you know, it's, it's written in different ways, but the, the, the it's the same shape, the same form. Has occurred over and over and over again, and and uh, you know, obviously, the, the, you know, it, it's it's um, it's nice to have a sensible band, sensible people, but you know, I mean, it's a band, and you know, it's 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 just one of those weird things. I mean, but you like a bit of the chaos as well, don't you, feel? I, I do like the chaos. I do like the chaos. I do like working, you know, with the band scenario. I mean, yes, I do. Obviously, it's it's less these days it really is less these days it's you know it's 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 uh kind of it's slightly a dying art it's you know, kind of it's it's more you know sort of like it's obviously every, with kids doing their own records in their bedroom it's like you know they don't use, they don't use studios so the band scenario is very different i mean it doesn't don't get me wrong it still exists but not to the same degree, not to say it's good, but better. Well, it worse. it's fantastic. You know, some of the records that the guys we're working with today, brothers, two kids, they, they, they live in their own sort of like sonic world. And the records that they bring are actually really good. It's like really, there's only a few little t- touches you make. <clears throat> but again, this the, the old model of band studio, yeah, it's diminishing because it is. That's it. You know, it's it's just it is diminishing, and so you know, um, it, it's fascinating to find out what bands are really kicking off. You know, in this in this climate, and of course, I don't think so, some some bands some bands will not survive though. You know, the kind of uh, you know it's kind of been slightly Darwinian with COVID or whatever, and it's like some some won't do it. If do you think some of
0: it's up, been some of it's been watered down as well? Like um, I was reading a piece on sex pistols and have i got no uh you know money or anything but i mean it's just they kind of epitomize what uh, a stage presence was in a in a weird way you know do you think that's dying down
1: i think i i think there's a i think there's a slight watering down i mean I'm, i'm trying to find artists to work with now that really you know spark me and go wow come on
0: well they have a bit of spunk
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I'd love to quote quote my name the same as George Martin, but in terms of theory, the Beatles were, they were just an average kind of band. There was nothing, nothing that spectacular about them for them to be dropped. Well, when they were sort of like, Decker dropped them or passed them, it's like, yes, they would, because there was many of them. What George Martin had the insight to realise was he liked the personality of the band. And I'm kind of drawn towards that idea. It's like, ah, okay, the person, okay, you know, maybe not the best musician in the world, doesn't matter, but there's something very interesting about the personality. And so it's away from the Berklee school of musicians that have to play everything perfect. It's like, yeah, but you know, this character is 51% of the music. And I think that's probably the same way that George Martin saw it, you know, and plus the fact. Uh, I've been I, I, reading. and fascinated by him. You know, it's like you know, Parlophone was a comedy a comedy record. Uh he had to just. He wanted a, co- a copy. Of Paramore. He wanted. He wanted to have some success. Uh, Paramore, the other producer who did Cliff Richards, and he was a little bit jealous of it, so he
0: wanted not to be confused with the rock band Paramore. At no, the
1: yes, yes, yes. Paramore. No, no. Um, and so he took a chance on these guys. In fact, I don't think he particularly wanted. He wasn't. I don't think he was even that keen. But uh, as, as, the, as the stories, uh, you know, um, unravel. Um, but so, I, it, part of it is actually looking for characters, not just you know, I've done some song, <clears throat> I've done some songs here. They are, and it's like, yeah. But you know what? Part of me goes into the kind of the Barrow Boys, like, well, you're gonna, you're gonna have to sort of, you're gonna have to front this. And um, no matter how much, mu- how 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 great we make the music, it's like if if you if you look, look at uh, uh, you know. A very, um, what's the word? I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find a word that would 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 sort of. Uh, you've got to capture the imagination of someone, uh, and so I kind of. That's where I was going recently with some artists. Going, you know, what I really like this. guy. sounds okay, but I like that. I like the personality behind it. You know, and is there I'm, is there I'm,
0: any I'm, is there any kind of rock bands at the moment? You know, like that th- you talk about personality. Is there going to be like someone that's going to you know kick an old lady's stick away or bite the head off a seagull or something is there any like rock and roll bands that you just know no. that have a, a you know something to to give you know
1: i mean yes there are i mean david was playing me a um, the engineer producer was playing me this back it was 100 100 gex 100 gex i think they're called from the states mad as hell i mean sonically mad as hell and they've obviously used the computer in, in in a very creative way and it sounds great and in a way that's kind of new rock and roll not you know someone with a guitar it's just like the it was the mentality you know just because you've got a guitar and that it means it's rock and roll it's like no 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 it's it's a head stuff thing it's like well i don't I, brilliant i love it i don't get it but i love it and i think that's a part of the charm with a lot of music we have Going, bloody hell! I, I, I kind of like it, but I don't see. I don't know why I like it, and I think that you know that is also the, you know it's not just Keith Richards doing you know a low slung G chord, you know that that's rock and roll. I think it's, it's just a mental aspect, and like, it again, it can it can be in it can be in techno music. it Doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just that 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 freedom of, of thought and going wow, they dare to go there.
0: And, yeah, rock and roll is kind of not the not Ozzy yes. Osbourne um, or. That no, kind of rock, it's it's no. it's something different, you know.
1: It, it, it's a, it's kind of a it, it, it's a state of mind. So you know the, that that always fascinates me. So I'm always, um, you know, it, it's nice to sort of push these things. I'm, I'm working on this series called "The Sounds of the Future in Mexico," and it's it, it's the, the government sort of like actually put some money behind it, and um, and we picked some really interesting characters. Now, it's not pop, as in you know, well. I don't hear a single. It's like, no, it's a journey into a little bit of madness. I'm, and I'm going to have to say, play acting to the camera. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, you it just because otherwise, uh yeah, you know, put some fun into the whole, into the whole. Event. I think there's a stereotypical thing about studios where it's like, God, they don't, they don't seem to be enjoying themselves. Well, you know, Mexico,
0: nice. you're, you're, you're there now i mean you've gone from the uk to to there and, and that's kind of where you've won your you know your grammy award as well um, and what's what's the differences been like i mean that obviously the dreariness of england's very um, obvious but what has been the 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 kind of core differences or is there any similarities between the two
1: well they, they have a great love for music and the thing is they you have to say a bit more open into the madness of, of, of doing things because sometimes i think when you come from a kind of a, a slightly institutionalized society no disrespect to the british but you know it has its its rules and regulations and make great uh, and great records but here they kind of it was, a, it was it was more of a blank canvas so in a way it was more that they weren't the, the idea of oh we have to uh, be guided by peer pressure was less it's like we just do it damn it yeah but what about if, if so they, they they weren't they weren't sort of um they, they weren't being, they weren't judging themselves so hard, and it's like so it was a lot, lot, lot more freedom. I mean, obviously things change. Uh, I mean, I think when the Brits realised they could, say, what's Phil doing in Mexico? It's like you know, it's like, huh, what? You know, it went off the map, and you know, it, it, t- it, t- it, t- it took some time, and then everyone's going, bloody hell whoa, No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it was it, by two. You were
0: there for the, You were there for the tequila and mezcal, weren't you? Really? You can to be honest. Oh, yeah.
1: yourself. No, honestly, the the parties here are extreme, and I have to sort of say that even when I'm in the US, eh, the, contrary to everyone's belief of you know everyone's trying to cross the US border, you know what? I'm very happy to come back to Mexico. Uh, completely opposite. It's like no, sorry, you know you can rewrite that story because that's not exactly how i see it thinking you know and so the, the culture-wise fantastic yes the country's a bit you know it, it you know it's got a few it's got a few issues but in terms of music and also i mean some of mean some of the some of the filmmakers they, 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 can't, well, pardon me for not remembering everyone's name but you know in, the, in hollywood i mean in the last sort of five or five or six years they've had four um mexican directors with you know grammy winning uh, grammy winning winning directors so you know they're obviously doing something right and the arts is something that they are very you know they are you know they're, they're very good at and uh, so you know my, my, my me being here was it was um, you know it, it was fun it is fun i mean obviously having a studio sometimes isn't fun it's a you know it's like it's it's like a you know it's a very, it's a very expensive mistress. Sometimes it's like you know, it can uh, it re- requires continuous. It's a big, it's a white elephant. I'm not, and when it's beautiful, it's fantastic, and everything's working. when it goes wrong, it's just awful. Oh, like, the white
0: beautiful. elephant when it's standing a and, yeah. and 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 you can see it, it looks great. But when it's shitting on your floors, it's not,
1: it's not. Yeah, so- exactly, exactly. You clean it up, it's all good. Yeah. Um, and no, I mean sorry. the the other
0: thing I was going to mention as well is that you know I've I've lived in Australia and Spain now and and it, and it took in both places it t- took me a while to get into the groove of a kind of a different pace than the UK. Did that did you find that as well?
1: Yeah, I mean in UK language everything you know is like now do it a bit it is quite mechanical. I mean I think yes, you you just get it's the motion of the nation itself and here in Mexico everyone's going uh, they, 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 they're called the Maniana people for a reason you know uh, and and obviously I you know I split my sides not, not, with laughter and absolute kind of the I, I, I do throw my toys out the pram uh, the fact that you know something can take so long to get done so I tend a bit of a bit of a a, a, of a, be, uh, a screamer on, on occasions just just because things don't get done to my to my standards and of course they go phil you know you're in mexico shut up you go yeah (laughs) so you know you have to you have to sort of like find different mechanisms thinking okay that won't work that we know that's not going to work even though i've said it should work and you're already trying to find another way around it as opposed to trying to shout someone into doing what you want and you know it's just like hey
0: and the other side to that as well is that you know Latin America is, is known for its 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 passion as well. Do you feel more of a passion there than anywhere else in music?
1: Yes, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna sort of say the passion is is everywhere, but they do they they really do. I mean, if you look if you take it outside the studio and you look at just seeing live shows, they're a huge, a lot more enthusiastic. Can say that without a doubt. A lot more enthusiastic. It's like whoa. Uh, a friend of mine who has a band called uh, Franz Ferdinand it was in a band, Nick, um, and he he used to tour with coming over and he, and he goes, "It's just amazing." Because I've never met crowds like it. So the appreciation for music, they really do love it. I mean, and I think not the reservation from the Anglo-speaking world is like you know go on, you know, impress me, you know, hands crossed. It doesn't really exist here. They don't have that kind of. Uh, DNA, you know, they they just get really into it. I mean, I'm sort of I'm talking in percentages, whereas when you're in the UK, it's like poor old Brits they always get they always get whacked. But it's like you're sitting in the corner, get leaning against the bar, and you know, uh, yeah. And I I've not seen the same enthusiasm.
0: I love I love that analogy. Like standing with your arms crossed, uh, yeah. impressed me because I th- I think actually that's probably. How I feel sometimes with with that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, so so I love the, I love the enthusiasm and what they what they can't make up. I mean, remember you got the you got the world's uh, biggest superpower next door. But you know, at the end of the day, um, Peru. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, and I, I I always I would prefer recording in Mexico. I, I think you know I kind of like it. You know, it, it's it's kind of it's uh, it's there's something here the um, and I, I can sort of there, obviously there, there, there are some little bad things about Mexico, but as a general, as a as a as a general rule of thumb, musically, it's it's you know it's really kind of in the last ten years made a it's had an impact, and that has been stated by the fact that you know we've had people from New York, we've had uh, you know name drop name drop, you know the people like Beal come over here, Morrissey, you know, and it's like they love it, they love it you know, it's kind of, you know, there's there's a certain thing. So it's like, it's not just me. I mean, these people go, wow, I didn't think this was the case, which is nice. You
0: kind of seem to have like gone in stages in in your life, you know, like every uh, decade has given you something different. And I guess this is like Latin America now. And what's it like working with artists from Latin America in comparison to your days with with kind of the Britpop uh, scene?
1: Well, I mean, there are obviously i have sort of acquainted myself with certain people that were well, established a team a, a, a team and the overall vibe working with uh, people from latin america remember mexico is kind of pivotal uh, in terms of like you know there's obviously uh, i've worked in uh, costa rica panama really good bad um really good bands all the way down uh, to colombia peru uh Mexico is kind of the middle 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 station and then obviously off to the US we go. Um and they say uh, in in terms of work I think they, they tend to just go let Phil get on with what Phil wants to get on with I tend to try if I if it, what the only thing I can still say if, if it's a down point is that sometimes you would be poisoned by latin music because it's it's super sweet you know it's 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 got of uh, sweet melodies sweet vocals and it's like sometimes you can have a sugar overdose so I'm here just to basically stick a bit of a uh, hemlock in there to to give it a little bit of edge otherwise you know it does become a little bit stereotypical so I you know I, I do challenge them musically and you know that that sort of uh and make, and i also make sure that the artists that i work with are, are aware that this is going to happen and they're not going to get a, a free run at it but, but that's it you know,
0: which the, i'm sure is is how you i mean you got your a grammy award from when you actually moved over there i mean what how did you how did that come about and what was it like uh working on that that piece well, and did you think well, that there was something special
1: um, I'm going to be. I'm going to be uh, obviously uh, more brutally honest than I should be. Uh, th- there was a lot of politics uh, involved, perhaps. And um, you know, I, this is my version of events. And we just built the studio, so I thought, okay, you know what? Let's just do this record here. Some self belief in what we're doing, and we spent about four months in in pre pre production, just finding out the songs. The the result at the end was a little bit oh, I, I can't I was glad to I was glad to see the, 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 the finish line all right and, the, and basically say job was done. But I knew that I put the same amount of love in. and remember uh, you know irrespective of, 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 of all the politics is like the music is still the most important thing. Just keep your eye focused on the ball, get the ball in the back of the net. thank you very much, and walk away. Now, uh, the the the, the, side, the the thing where Grammys become slightly corruptible here, and this is another little telltale. When it comes to the Latin Grammys, it tends to be sort of like jobs for the boys. I, it's my own little kind of conspiracy conspiracy theory. It's like, no, nah, they won't pick us because we're not Latin enough, or but they're going to find a reason. And you know, they, they, in little in, in little in little kind of uh, smoke, smoky rooms, people make decisions. Uh, and I, I'm not I'm not convinced with the Latin Grammys at all. Even though I have some, I'm thinking, you know what? I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not going to um, put any credit on that. And the irony of it was that this this record didn't get, didn't win a Latin Grammy. Thinking, you know what? Well, damn it! But the same record, two bands. And which record was it? Phil? The the, la- the last record, the last the, the um, uh, with Aztlán with Zoe, with the, the the record that got the Grammy. And the, the whole point was, I'm probably going, focusing more on the corruption side of it. And the weird thing was, at the end, it didn't get a Latin Grammy, but it got a US Grammy. And I said, that proves my point. You can tell that, you know, the the hex was in somewhere. I, I'm being slightly cynical about it. But um, I was very pleased at the end. Uh, and I did, I think it deserved it. I think, well, you know what, I put the, we put the same love in every time. And then it's up to the... You know, up, up to the powers to be to make a decision, and that bit, irrespective of, uh, of you know, oh that they shouldn't have got it, they should have got it. It's like you know what? Yeah, it was well deserved. Did I enjoy the actual uh, moment of recording the record? No, I didn't. But I got the result, and and that, that that's nice. I say I've got a hundred percent success record. I've got one nomination, and what one. And one win so I'm, I'm better than uh quincy jones but he's had several... <laughs> <laughs> just, hey you know statistics i can make it up I can, <laughs> I can spin this all night i can go yeah you know um no it's kind of weird it's you know the, the, the grammy thing is it's, it's nice it's nice to know that the um, the concept behind it was we built the studio to make the record that won a grammy and it was like so first time the band went reco- record in their own studio we got it so i kind of think that that's a nice place to be but the actual process probably wasn't my it wasn't my most favorite i mean you know it's just sometimes you know it goes into deeper places but um you know the, the i get my i get my as i say focused uh, on the ball just stay with the music stay with the music stay with the music and get get it past the finish line and um, how, hard, so, how
0: hard is that as well? You've got so many stakeholders involved. Like you've yeah. got all these people that want their own yeah. say. How yeah. difficult, especially with this band, there's even more there as well. So well, yeah. how difficult is that to manage egos or manage people's expectations and and, and actually come up with something that you're I'm, I'm, all happy with?
1: Right. It's very, very difficult. There's one, there's one record producer that you will know called Nick Lowney. Lorna, he, he's kind of his Brit-Australian. He's probably the best diplomat producer in town, I and mean, he works with some great bands. Um, I don't have that amount of political skills. And yes, it's no, of course, it's it, it, you know, it, it's like it's it, it's kind of tiptoeing through a minefield sometimes, as in probably a lot, probably directing a, a, a movie or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, we've got to be careful there. So you have to walk around pretty please, quietly softly, softly, to get to the place where you can hear it. And yes, I mean, you know, yes, as the bands become more successful, there are more voices not coming from the band, but from other people. Grandma, the manager, did a little, did a little thinking, whoa, 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 we haven't baked the cake yet. And suddenly you're getting these kind of invisible voices and it's not paranoia. You know that, that these voices are in the room so it's very difficult sometimes it's like so we're not so we're mixing the record to please the manager is that right okay all right okay okay i understand the situation as long as you understand it it's kind of hidden voices and it's not paranoid it's just just as bands develop it's like they go you know my girlfriend says that she likes the intro and it's like and
0: it's kind of like you just want at the beginning can you just tell me who is going to give the overall approval here and then we can just move along
1: yeah, where where are the where, where are the guiding voices coming from, please? Because I just need to know, so I can do a roadmap. And so no, of course, and, and of course, producers ad infinitum have probably gone through the same thing. You know, it's like, uh, and it won't go away. I mean, it's very difficult as as you get older. When you sort say you're more patient, I'm I'm less patient. It's like you know what, get this take done in two takes. That's it. I'm not hanging around.
0: And how well, do you I'm, think? How do you think it has? Uh, I mean, you mentioned that. Like, how do you think it has changed over the years? And is there a best decade for you that you were part of musically that you feel, you know, uh, sits more true with you?
1: I mean, put it this way, if you go back to the point of nineties, I I love the the whole uh, uh, gamut of, of, of bands and choice that you had then. And if I had the kind of the mental technology that I have now, I would have liked those two to meet. But and maybe the um, the, the the I mean, but also one thing I've noticed: I have a very short uh, uh, um, attention span in studios. It's like I'm here, and it's like uh, very much of the moment, capture the moment. Uh, and it's, sometimes it's not perfect. perfect. Before, I was probably more perfect, more perfect. Before. And now it's kind of, you know what? I get the vibe of this. Unless it's, complete, it, it, unless it's a complete train wreck, it works. And I always like to keep things moving fast because um, too much analysis leads to paralysis. And it's like, no, I'm not going down there. You can do that. I'm coming in with fresh ears. I'm going to go away. I'll come back in a couple of hours. If you've done it, great. If you haven't, I'm going to go away again. I'm not going to sit there and labor over... You know, uh, some 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 um, boiling milk. It's like no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to count the bubbles. Not going to happen. Um, and it's just because I like to kind of keep that the flow going. Now I think probably before I was probably a little bit more analytical. I don't think that actually made huge amounts of difference. I'm trying to work out sort of like, what were you thinking when you did that record, and if, for example, with placebo i was in a bad mood um uh, uh, you know I, I wasn't i wasn't i wasn't comfortable in the position that i was in i think and basically lovely guys i wanted to fuck the record up because i was in a bad mood um and i and i just thought oh uh, i'm just going to i'm, I'm going to screw this up and the more the more i tried to uh, destroy this song the more it came back and and slapped me in the face and that was uh, pure mourning and that was just out of sheer i don't know what it was i i i I did everything the wrong way i went against every rule that you could imagine and it came back and it and it sort of shook my hand it's like oh well there we go you know so sometimes when you care that much it you know, uh, <laughs> it could be equally damaging
0: yeah and with the with the working there now and the, obviously the differences that we've spoken about is there another country i mean you've mentioned there that you, you uh, a few of the um other countries that you've that you've worked in is there another country that you would still love to live in or a country that you have great fondness for that you that you feel like you would you'd like to go to and have an impact as you have there as well
1: well you know it's kind of it's weird because uh you know I've spent I did spend time uh, over and around Europe so I you know I I, uh, up until a point you know I, I loved I loved working around Brussels and Germany, fantastic, some very interesting um, German bands that I uh, I really liked and what they were doing. And, uh, and of course, you know, the huge influence technology-wise as well in those, especially in Germany. And, obviously, Australia I've been to on a few occasions, and I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I used to go to a place called Sing Sing Studios, which was in Melbourne, and it was a tiny little studio at first, and then it ended up being one of the biggest and best studios in um, Australia, and it was it, a lot of love put into that studio. And I always, always enjoyed my time there. So, you know, in terms of, you know, working, I mean, I'm just sort of like, you know, donning my hat to to to, to you guys in, in Australia. It's like, you know, there, there was some really, I mean, I just, the thing is the studios are going, so poor old Sing Sing has gone, disappeared. But no, I, I enjoyed my time there. And, and other countries, I've worked with a, a Russian band. that was one of the biggest bands, in Russia, but not only in Russia, in Mongolia and China, because they could speak Chinese and sing in Chinese. It's like, and they were probably bigger than bigger than Coldplay at the best, you know. It's like, so I've heard some interesting plays. which Brings to shame. Um, no, that's no, incredible. You'd sort of say this band is bigger than uh, all the, all these bands put together, and you get, and you don't, you've never heard of them. So I always find that fascinating, and that goes back to the. The Mexican part but it's like, you know. What
0: well, I always, I've, I, said this the other day. I find it funny that, um, you know, the London we always see as a cultural hub, but I mean, the seventeenth biggest city in China is still bigger than London. So it's kind yeah. of,
1: yes, yes, I mean, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I've, you know, I say so, so my, my, um, my ticket to travel is is always, you know, the experience. I have obviously, but going to Latin America where you don't have, um, as you go further down south, the studios become, you know, obviously there. There are some okay studios, but I've always sort of done location, gone out of locate, uh, go, go Let's go to the let's go to the rainforest and record the drum sound, and then we'll figure it out when we get back to, you know, kind of the city kind of thing. So I kind of I I, I do travel and uh, I like to travel and you know record on location, you know, which is which is part of the charm. I think we did we did. Uh, um, with a band called Two Four Two. We ended up in the middle of the rainforest in Costa Rica uh, recording drums on Christmas day and thinking brilliant, it's like a double rainbow and a, a tarantula walking past you going, I love this. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. Um,
0: we're coming to the end of the the episode now, and I wonder with that as well. I mean, you you've obviously taken the leap to to move to another country, set up a studio, you know, all of that, which is yeah. is so commendable and so uh, it's 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 not what Brits, I guess, uh, inherently do unless they're going to, uh, Majorca or uh, ruining yeah. someone's day in um, yeah. in Tenerife, um, but is there is there a, a kind of message that you this is the kind of last question that would yeah. you is there a message that you'd give to anyone that is in their current country that is wanting to explore and 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 what would you say say to them if they do want to um, start venturing out and getting out out and about into into somewhere else
1: well okay I was fortunate remember I had I had a I had a drop plan I had a parachute plan because I automatically had a conversation a narrative with the band that i started working with that narrative grew and obviously from that i I managed to find other things so going going in blind if i had to go in blind probably that wouldn't have happened i would have had you know i had to have that connection with you know persons at at the time and go okay so they showed me part of what was mexico but you know you know, with the way the internet is now, and you find sort of like interesting bands, like, oh, this band's from Serbia. Okay, wow, I like this. You know, you could end up having a, a conversation with a band or a, an artist somewhere. And that once that dialogue opens, it's like, you know, you go, well, let, let's go there. Now, the experience of designing a studio uh, or building or uh, being that brave was... Um, still, I, yeah, I, I, I should have. I should have. Che- I should have got, had a psychiatrist at the same time. Thinking <laughs> this is madness because it's like you know. Look at look at the past histories. You're going to see it's just a trail of, of of dead dead studios. So in a way, it was a little bit crazy, but it was a statement to say that probably this would probably be one of the, if not the, it's not the best, not the best in terms of equipment. It would be. It would be a statement to go, wow. This has got, there's something different about this studio. Um, But, you know, always, I mean, you know, if there's a chance to go, you know what, I can, if they cover my costs to get to a a place that I've never been to before, you know, am I going to get any money out of it? Well, it's eh, not that. Is it the experience of going there, actually starting to develop those unknown connections, well, they're going to happen by the nature of the fact that, you know, but going in there with a kind of... A microphone, uh, or and just so you know, I'm uh, going in cold. I don't necessarily think will will work. No, I think you have to. I think you need you need to do your homework to go. Okay, okay, I'm going to go to uh, say I don't know uh, Taiwan. Why are you going to Taiwan? Because I make contact. with a very interesting artist. um, I've been invited over. Yes, I think you know you do. uh, You you do need the invite. For the confidence point, but I'm not saying that you can't just go bold into a country and not do it. It's just that it's nice to have a little bit of a network. And I was fortunate enough to have a network to uh, to hang on to that gradually built those things up. You know, so that was that was it. But I would certainly be, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit of a coward. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to just go into the middle of nowhere it's like no okay but who am i meeting there and what will we do so i think that you do you do need your brief yeah phil this
0: is the uh the end of the podcast i really appreciate you taking the time to to speak to me and today phil Vanel um thank you and good luck
1: cheers thank you very much
0: you've been listening to a podcast produced by pod we make great podcasts even better find us at podlack.online